Welcome to the Healthy Family Project by Produce for Kids, covering the hot topics in the world of health, food, and family with a dose of fun. Today we are talking to Briarly Horton, who is a registered dietitian and has an extensive background writing for some of your favorite food and health-focused magazines. She is a busy mom of two and here today to keep us on our mission for nutrition theme with a conversation about make-ahead meals. Let's get started with today's topic. Welcome to the Healthy Family Project, Brayerly. It is exciting to speak with you today, and we do share a mutual friend who has been on the podcast previously, um, Holly Granger. She is definitely part of the meal planning game, too. Holly Granger of Cleverful Living with Holly Granger. Um, so before we jump in on our topic today with you, Make Ahead Meals, can you tell listeners a little bit about yourself and your background? Absolutely, and thank you for having me. Um, so I'm Briarly Horton. I was most recently the food and nutrition director for Cooking Light Magazine. The bulk of my days there were spent really focusing on how to give readers healthy and quick recipe ideas, like very busy readers. Before that, I was with Eating Well Magazine, and now I'm freelancing. I'm writing for different outlets and editing, and of course, wearing my registered nutrition excuse me, my registered dietitian, nutritionist hat. Um, and then a big part of my time is spent being a mom. I'm a single mom. My daughters are three and six. So meal planning and prepping ahead is something that I actually do a lot of in my everyday life. Wow. Well, you are busy and it sounds like you've done a lot of wonderful things. Sounds like you have a lot of experience and, and some tips to share with us today. So let's get started with our first question. What are your staple make-ahead ideas for busy weeknight dinners? So I am a big fan of prepping out elements of dinner in advance so that then my whole meal can kind of come together faster when my kids are running around and playing and starving from after school. And um, so stuffed peppers are really, really, really popular with my, with my kids. And one of my daughters loves them you know, cooked all together. And then my other daughter likes them deconstructed. So I will often make the stuffing in advance. Um, I put together some ground beef and some seasoned Spanish rice. I'll cook that up and then I'll throw that in the fridge. And that way I can stuff my peppers or make my deconstructed version like very quickly for all of us uh, for dinner on any weeknight. Um, another one that is really popular in my house is it's a roasted uh, tomato oven sauce. For whatever reason, my kids are not big fans of jarred tomato sauce. So I make this roasted oven sauce. It's very easy to put together. I throw it in the oven, cook it up, and then again into the fridge and I can reheat individual portions of the whole thing. And another thing I like to do is kind of prep out my vegetables in advance. So I'll shred Brussels sprouts for a Brussels sprout salad. I'll tear kale for kale chips. And actually, my both of my daughters love to help me with that. And both of those items, because they're those sturdy greens, they pack up. I just they pack up really easily in one of those like freezer bags with a couple paper towels in there kind of draw the air out of it. And it will keep in my fridge for, I mean, up to five days sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, so that just makes it really, really simple. And if I find myself having some extra time on a weekend, I'll make some homemade mac and cheese, which my girls love. And 
then all I kind of have to do is just pop it in the oven and maybe help them with, you know, a little bit of reading or something else along those lines while it cooks. And then we'll sit down and have that for dinner. I love it. It sounds like those, I love that you were like, these are the staples. I know what, I know what they'll eat. I know what we can do. And I also can sympathize with your deconstructed child because I have one of those as well, where I have one that eats it the way it's made and the other one wants everything deconstructed. So we also do that in our home. (laughs) Yes. Well, and what I like about it, honestly, is that it still lets us all eat the same thing so that I'm not having to prep anything else. And I just, it, you, they just get it in pieces and parts. Right, exactly. That's, that's what I say whenever it's like, I'm not a short order cook, I swear. I'm making the same thing. It just, you know, it only takes an extra second to when I'm making the, you know, the batch of whatever that might be to just kind of put that aside instead of, of, of putting it all together. So awesome. Well, those are some great ideas. We'll link up to um, – any of the links to those recipes that you might have in our show notes. So if you're listening, just take a look over there if you can, you can find those. Um, all right. So let's move on to snacks. I know when my kids walk in the door um, on weekends after a big tennis match, you know, they're, they're really wanting to eat right away. And, and truly when we get home from work and school, um, if I don't have something ready, I probably have about two minutes before they're standing in front of the pantry door, um, literally like eating out of the pantry, just standing there. So what are your thoughts on good make ahead snack ideas for, you know, just easy grabbing and eating, um, right when, I guess, right when you're coming in the door? I know that pantry eating habit. <laughs> my, my younger daughter just graduated to that. Like oh. it was just my older daughter and now it's my younger daughter as well. And, and I keep, I see them walk over there. Mm-hmm. They don't, say anything and nope. I'm like, what what are you doing I what know you, and they stand right for? there they don't even pick it up and and take it I go find a seat find a seat if you're eating find a seat but I gotta break that but anyway yes. <laughs> so to answer your question you will laugh at me and you will say oh my gosh such a typical dietitian response but it really is true I'm not I'm not lying that pre-cut veggies are actually really huge in my house so if I can take my girls and guide them from the pantry to the fridge, they will reach for cucumbers or bell peppers, which they both happen to love. Um, So that's something that I will often chop up and just tuck into a Tupperware and I put it on a shelf that is eye level for them. And I mean, they'll open the door and they'll go for it. Uh, They also actually are big fans of olives and pickles, which I don't know if I don't think all children are fans of those, but they are. And so even though they're salty, uh, sometimes those can be good go to's if I don't have anything already cut up in advance. Um, And then I personally am a huge fan of blanched green beans. I don't know why. And so they've gotten hooked on them, too. And so often when I make if I make like blanched green beans for dinner, I will make like three times the amount that we might eat at dinner. And that way we all can kind of snack on them over time, um, like throughout the week rather, not just indefinitely. But uh, what else? So I, my kids love hummus more than I love hummus, but I also love a a homemade hummus versus a store-bought. So sometimes I'll make a big batch of that. And that's an easy delivery device with those veggies as well. 
and then we've really gotten into a lot of like banana and pumpkin quick breads. Mm-hmm. And my older daughter really loves to bake. Like she, for whatever reason, she finds it fascinating. She's six and she's already gotten into cracking eggs. And so we'll often make that either the quick bread or the muffin version. And that I'm fine with them having that as a snack. And also then it gets repurposed as breakfast. Yeah, those are those are great ideas. I've definitely I'm there with you when I feel like whenever I cut the veggies and also I feel like eye level is key. Like when they open the fridge, those things being right at eye level for them, they will definitely grab grab a hold of those and snack on those. And I I purposefully even even with the hummus, I try to like put things right there where they're going to see them. Um and <laughs> We talked about the pantry. They laugh because they go, why are why are these things up so high in the pantry? We can't even reach these. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> there's a that- method to my madness. <laughs> I have to hear the stool being pulled out and then I, I'm aware that you're going for the top shelf. Um, but those are those are really great ideas. And the bread making, I think, you know, I, I'm not the greatest at baking. I try. Um, but my older daughter as well also really enjoys baking. So if we can get like a zucchini, they love zucchini bread. If we can get a healthier version of the zucchini bread made on a Sunday, they too will, will take it in their lunch. They'll eat it for breakfast. They'll have it for a snack. So um, those are those are some really great ideas. We'll even freeze it sometimes if if I can make it some extra. Um, well, yes. Yeah, so those are some great ideas. I'll be adding some of those to my list for sure. All right, time for a healthy bite. Today we are talking all about make ahead meals. So Grace is here with us with an idea from our Produce for Kids recipe bank. Thank goodness too, because I was getting really hungry. So, okay. So today we've got egg muffins. These are really great to meal prep on the weekends. Um, You just get your muffin tin out, make the base egg mixture, and throw in whatever mix-ins, veggies you want. Mm. How does that taste? I think I could eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay, good. Yeah, so... (laughs) It's really good. Make it on Sunday, make a big batch, and you could easily reheat them in the Mm. morning. On a busy morning, it takes a minute to reheat in the microwave, and you've got a car-friendly, portable breakfast to take on the go. Really healthy... Um, protein packed and the best part is you could just customize with whatever veggies you have on hand you have one random broccoli florette chop it up throw it in there make different combinations really really delicious so today it looks like we have the combos here spinach and peppers and then we have an avocado and bacon which is which is perfect and I guess you could really get creative with these with your kids too yeah and if you wanted to make a different combination for every day you know so you can Mm -hmm. switch up your breakfast if you're one of those people who gets bored of having the same flavors every day this is perfect for that all right so this healthy bite is brought to you by our mission for nutrition partners Pero family farms sweet peppers earthbound farm baby spinach and avocados from mexico Be sure to check out missionfornutrition.com for recipes, our free downloadable meal planning ebook, prizes, and more. And now breakfast is tricky, but I know I see things like overnight oats, which I haven't been successful with, but neither of my girls are oats eaters. I am. They are not. So I haven't been too ambitious going down that path. I have done the breakfast burritos. Uh, My older daughter really likes those. Uh, What are your favorite make-ahead breakfast ideas? So we have a similar thing in our house where the overnight oats are not popular and eggs have 
for whatever reason, fallen out of favor. So um, they do, however, like cooked oatmeal. And so I will sometimes make a, a big batch uh, on a weekend day and put it in, then put the leftovers in the fridge and dole it out and just microwave it quickly during the week. Uh, they're also, I, I feel like most kids tend to like fruit a lot. So mm-hmm. I'll always keep like frozen fruit on hand and then kind of like pour some blueberries or mango or mango seems to be very popular in our house or frozen raspberries on top so that when I microwave it, it kind of all cooks together. What else do we do for breakfast? I mean, I did, I talked about the breads, the, mm-hmm. the banana bread and the pumpkin bread, <clears throat> zucchini bread. We went through a zucchini bread stint too. So I'm with you there. Um, I used to make a lot of homemade granola bars, which they loved. And now I think just because they've gotten into some packaged granola bars, you know, not as much. And then the other one is pancakes back to the cooking thing. They both actually really like to cook pancakes. And I mean, I'm sure there are people out there who will say, oh my gosh, I can't believe you let your three-year-old flip a pancake, but I do let her flip a pancake. She's supervised. I promise (laughs) she is. But I do let her flip a pancake. And so if they ask for pancakes, I mean, I will make a I will, the same thing as the green beans. Like I'll make two or three times mm-hmm. what we'll eat. And then I'll either wrap them up in tinfoil in the fridge or put them in a freezer bag and put them in the freezer. And then I just have like your regular old toaster and I just pop them in the toaster and hit the defrost button. And they are like perfectly cooked in 30 seconds for a weekday breakfast. Um, and so that's been really popular. And especially because with, with pancakes, I can, you know, I can get in some whole grain or alt grain flours if I kind of want to mix it up from just straight up all purpose. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot you can do with pancakes. It's one of those where it's like, I feel like I could fit a lot of healthy ingredients into these. And I try to be creative with, with my girls, like, oh, you know, well, they're a little bit older now, but when my eight-year-old was a little bit younger, she kind of, I hate to say I tricked her, but I'm like, do you want the green sprinkles? And it would be just shredded zucchini. She's like, yeah, give me the green sprinkles. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> I'm like, they're not really the same sprinkles you get on the ice cream cone, but they're kind of sprinkly. Um yeah, so I think pancakes are a great idea. Those are always a fan fan favorite. Good ideas there. And then, okay, so that's some great breakfast ideas that we'll definitely link up to in the show notes for you guys. Sound pretty easy, too. I think the key is just really when you're making something, taking that second to stop and think, can I make a little bit more of this? And, like, how can I use it? You know, because that's that's really really key in this whole meal planning uh, meal planning mindset that we're in now what about make ahead meals that you freeze what are your thoughts do you have favorites or ideas on that I do I have ideas to, to be totally honest it's not something that I do a ton of um, like going back to what you were saying just now about how sometimes it's really just about shifting your mindset and saying, Hey, I'm already taking the time to make this. Is it something that I could also increase, make ahead, freeze, refrigerate, whatever? Um, and because I tend to err in that direction, I don't necessarily like make make something 
in advance to not eat that, like to not eat in the short term and, and shove it in the freezer. So like you won't find a bunch of casseroles or something in my freezer. That said, um, I will freeze soups or if, um, if I make chili or I love my mom's chili. So if my mom comes to visit, she's pretty awesome about making a huge batch of chili. We'll eat it. And then I'll put some up in the freezer. Uh, the same thing with the quick breads. I'll often make them into like, if I have a little extra than what I want to fit in my loaf pan, I might pour some into like a mini muffin tin, um, and then make, pop those mini muffin versions into the, once I've cooked them, obviously into the freezer. Um, and again, back to the pancakes, I'll do that as well, but nothing, um, nothing earth shattering. So soups, chilies, muffins, quick breads, pancakes, those, you know, those kind of items. And, and honestly, like with the quick breads and the pancakes, like sometimes, especially when eggs were more in favor in my house, like I would do breakfast for dinner if I was really in a pinch because I, you know, I had, would have those items on hand and then just, you know, serve it with some fruit, which I know will go down and, and with some eggs. And I mean, that even works for me. So yeah, and we talked about this, I think, on a couple of different podcasts. So many people say have said as a suggestion, like, it's okay, have breakfast for dinner. Like, the kids will love it. You know, it's like opposite day or, you know, like, they're, take the pressure away. You know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, I see it on the school lunch menu. Um, my My older daughter is a big fan of the school lunch. And she gets excited when they have, you know, breakfast on the lunch menu. So the nice part too, like for us adults is like, maybe we don't want to eat pancakes for dinner. I mean, I, like my dad, <laughs> right. for example, I mean, he's like, he's really like, there will be no sandwiches and there will be no breakfast for dinner. Uh-huh. Like we are having dinner for dinner. And so if that's the case, I mean, I've, what I've done before is I've, you know, made eggs and paired it with some pancakes for them. And then for myself, I've just tossed up like a quick green salad and I'm talking like a salad dressing with lettuce and that's it. But it goes really nicely with eggs and you get it on a brunch menu and so yeah. it works. Exactly. No, I love it. And and I'm kind of with you where as you were as you were answering that, I was thinking, you know, I, I don't go into my meal prep zone thinking I'm going to make this and freeze it for a head. I am more like you where I make a bigger batch and if I do have extra that I know we won't get to within the next couple of days, then I tend to freeze at that point for a later date. But I know there's a lot of info out there that, you know, the dump meals, the slow cooker, um, you know, that you kind of put together whatever it might be into a freezer bag and then are able to just kind of dump that when you need it. But um, my mindset has not shifted <laughs> to that point yet, but that's okay. Right. Um, and then right. we, we do in our house, it's, I mean, it's not really a make-ahead meal, but I, we do a lot of freezing of fruits and whatever we might be using in a smoothie. Um, just, you know, it cuts back using, so you're not using the ice or whatever. You know, it's just, I, I, I hate to waste anything, as many people do. So as soon as I start to see that uh, my fruit has maybe one day left or you know we're nearing the end then I'll say all right I'm chopping all of this right now and I'm putting it in a freezer bag because I know we'll use it um, in a smoothie down the road oh yes yes I actually do we have time for a very quick story oh yeah go ahead okay so 
So I would say like a couple months ago, I kept having this trouble with my freezer where it wouldn't stay shut. And so I had um, had this system rigged where there were um, a series of rubber bands that were <laughs> wrapped around the door handle. Oh. And then I took one of those like plastic hooks with the sticky back on it and put it on top of the fridge and tucked the rubber bands up there. So it was like mm-hmm. this system that was keeping my freezer shut. And I couldn't figure out what it was. Like I had worked on the seal and anyway, it finally got to the point where even my rubber band system was not working anymore. And so I texted a friend and, you know, I have only lived here in Birmingham for two years. So I didn't have a refrigerator repair person yet. Mm -hmm. So I texted a friend and I said, Hey, do you have a refrigerator repair person that can come out and look at this. Like I I cannot figure out what's going on. I promise you I've tried everything. So she sends her friend over who's a handyman and you know, I, I have had him before. So I trusted him. I left the key out. He let himself in. He fixed the freezer. He let himself out. I found the key under the mat. I came home and my rubber band system is gone and Holy cow, my freezer door is working like miraculously working again. So I, of course, get so excited and I text her and I said, hey, like, what happened? What did John do? Like, he didn't leave me a note. He didn't send me a text. Like, but he fixed my freezer. She writes me back. She said, you have an overstuffed freezer problem and it was your frozen banana collection (laughs) that was like jammed behind a freezer door that I couldn't see because it was like this overflowing frozen fruit collection that I have that was the problem so like here I thought like I needed to get a whole new something or other for my freezer and turns out it was the frozen bananas that that, I just chuck them in the freezer and then turn them into bread or put them in Mm -hmm. smoothies Mm -hmm. and that was you know what was the whole reason that I had a repair person need to come to my house? That's just one of those, I mean, funny in relation to the frozen bananas, but just life in general, where it's like, I just keep shutting this. Why isn't it shutting? And you just need someone to be like, oh, you have frozen bananas jammed here. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my. Well, that was that was a hilarious story. Very, very relatable, I'm sure, to many people. Um Okay, so we have one more thing. So we're all time starved. And I know meal planning, make ahead meals can be intimidating to some, some of us, uh, many of us. So if we do want to get started on this make ahead meal bandwagon, how would you suggest penciling in the time to do it? Do you have a strategy? I do. I am one of those people where if I said, okay, this weekend, I'm going to plan to do make ahead meal planning. I, I mean, I will find a million excuses. I will find laundry and dresser drawers and who knows what else to distract myself. So instead, I kind of have tried to shift my mindset and say, okay, I'm not going to get everything done, but let me just do a little bit. And it make you know, and it makes it enough of a difference that it's kind of rewarding. So I would say take advantage of like either a lazy weekend morning or a lazy weekend afternoon where maybe your kids are off at a play date or visiting grandparents or they're having a sleepover if they're old enough to have a sleepover or they're going to a birthday party and you've, you know, planned a carpool with another parent in the neighborhood or something along those lines. And so maybe you only have, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes and you just take a little bit of time to prep your veggies or, 
mix together the, you know, the dry ingredients for a muffin recipe or a quick bread. Um, I'm also a night owl and I know everybody is not a night owl. So I, but I think this can apply to our early morning people as well. But, you know, after I get my kids to bed and I've cleaned up from dinner, I don't necessarily always have the energy to sit down and do a little bit more work or read a book because I'll fall asleep quickly. And, uh, you know, maybe I've worn out my TV shows or whatever that I want to watch. So instead, for me, baking is very relaxing. Um, and so I'll take that that time to to bake something or even to just prep the ingredients to then mix it together and bake it in the morning or something along those lines. And that's kind of like I think if you just take little chunks of time or times where maybe you won't be super productive at something else, but you can pick some type of prep that is fairly mindless for you. And I think that it varies. Like maybe somebody else might find making a soup mindless and baking stressful. Like just just kind of ID what works for you and try and squeeze in a little bit here or there. And then the more you do it, and I say this about meal planning in general, like the more you do it, the more rewarding it is. And so then the more likely you are to continue to repeat that habit. Right. Yeah, that that makes a lot a lot of sense. You see the re- results. And so you're more likely to go, all right, I could do this. I like to, when we get home from the grocery store, bef- as I'm taking things out, and I understand this may not be the best time for everybody, but right then, like I pull the sweet pepper bag out of my grocery bag and say, you know what, just chop it right now before you even put it in the fridge, before it even goes into the veggie drawer, just chop the peppers because you know that you're going to use them if they're chopped. Even You know, my kids will grab them and eat them with a dip or something and I'll be more likely to use them in a recipe. And I know I always say it sounds so crazy to look say lazy, I guess. I feel like, oh, I'm, I'm only doing this because the peppers are already chopped. Like how long does it really take? But I'm telling you on a in a pinch on a weekday, I will throw together like a one pot pasta with all of that those things that I chopped on Sunday I'm like thank you um like past self past Sunday self for doing that because you just saved the day so I think if we can just keep that in mind like you said kind of be when when it does work out in our favor remember that when we feel like uh I don't really want to do this just take it in small small doses and just chop the peppers and then go do something else and then maybe come back and slice the cucumber and go do something else. Well, and it cuts down on time after you've made it. So going back to your peppers and pasta, like if if you've already chopped up the veggies and then you want to put it into a one pot something or a pasta something, in theory, you then don't have the cutting board and the knife in addition to the pot and the spatula or spoon or whatever to to wash. And and so that does save time as well, like in that on the back end. But I love that tip of doing it when you come home from the store, because, well, first of all, I never thought of it, but also you kind of are in that mindset. Mm -hmm. Everything's already like laid out on your counter. Um, so you can kind of just hack off a little bit of it and pack it all up and be done. And that's kind of how I see it because I have seen it, you know, the trend is in my house, if I unload it, maybe it gets pushed to the back of the fridge or it gets stuck under, you know, whatever else I have in there and I forget about it. So while I'm over here preaching about eye level and the kids need to see it, I guess it's just as much for me as well that, you know, if I can see it and I know it's already 
kind of there and ready to go, then then it makes it just so much easier. Yes, absolutely. Well, wonderful. This has been awesome chatting with you today. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully, we'll get to talk again soon. Um, I guess just if you want to let people, I don't know if there's social media or anywhere that people can find you. Yeah, so um, you can usually see my day-to-day antics on Instagram. I'm at Briarly Horton and either in my stories or uh, in my actual Instagram feed. And you'll see a fair amount of mom life stuff, but also nutrition articles that I'm writing or food articles that I'm writing. Um, I'm really just just trying to offer people some real life everyday advice. Well, wonderful. Thank you again. Everyone go out and follow her on your Instagram and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. There's so many things we can make ahead to make our lives just a tad easier. The links can be found in the show notes so you can snag up all of these great recipes and ideas. Mission for Nutrition is going on for another week, so head to themissionfornutrition.com to download your free ebook uh, full of week of meal plans and awesome tips over there, and then you'll automatically be entered to win um, one of our great weekly prizes. So next week, we're giving away a KitchenAid mixer definitely get over there and enter to win. Um, Through the month of March, so we're nearing the end here, um, National Nutrition Month, we are talking meal prep all month long. If you haven't listened to episodes 22 and 21 yet, be sure to go back and do that for your complete meal planning, meal prep education. If you are meal prepping, we'd love to see your pics. So use the hashtag Mission for Nutrition on social and we'll be sure to repost and interact with you there. If you want to tweet direct with me, I'm at Amanda M. Kiefer on Twitter. And you can find Produce for Kids on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. Talk soon.